and welcome to the vlogging pod. Today we're going to do something a little different. Typically for me, this podcast is about the authors. I'm going to I'm going to mute you just for a second, Mireille, cuz I'm getting some feedback. There we go. Um typically for me, this podcast is about the authors. Yes, they write and we talk about their books. However, today um, we're going to do something just a little bit different. We are going to be talking about Ocean's Blood, which just so happens to be uh, author Me Ray Chester's book. <laughs> there she is in the room saying hello to everybody. Um, so we're going to do it just a little bit different. Today's focus is just going to be about Ocean's Blood. Um, me, Ray, just because we're having some sound back, what I'm going to do is I'll ask the questions and then I'll unmute you so I won't echo into your mic. Are you good with that? <laughs> yeah, that sounds good. Okay, I have to be proactive, but we can do this. We can do it. <laughs> Okay, I, I want to talk about, because um, this is like the 14th of the 15th book in the series of the Crimson Mood Hideaway series. And what I'm the most curious about is the title work. I mean, what kind of board did you do to fabricate and orchestrate the titling of not just this book, but along in the series? Uh, well, basically, this whole series, it's, um, there's multiple authors that write in it. So I have three of the books so far. And uh, when it came to titles, uh, they chose, the publisher chose the name of the series. And then we just got to just, we get to pick a two or three word title for whatever fits our book. Now that's really cool. So you have three of the current 14 books. Can you tell us which ones those are? Okay. So my first one uh, was The Winning Paradise. The second one is Feathers of Fire. And then this third one is Ocean's Blood. Okay, so okay, so when we talk the titles, I mean, we talked about the titles. So let's talk a little bit about the cover work. Um, so as you move beyond the title, you speak about the covers. In your eyes, um, what exactly are we seeing um, on this particular cover on Ocean's Blood? So with the cover with Ocean's Blood, what you're seeing is in the background is the resort itself, Crimson Moon Hideaway. And uh, the two characters that you see are um, Thomas and Venice, who are the two main characters of this story. Now, how did uh, the resort come about? Was this your idea or the publisher's? That was the publishers. Uh, they decided to go with a shared world and invited uh, different authors to take part in it. 
this multitasking is taking a little bit more time. <laughs> but I think we're doing better with the speaker this time. Um, let's see. Okay, so when I was reading a little bit about the bio of the book, um, I, I, I was reading about Thomas, and he has about 500 years worth of questions. Can you elaborate maybe on a few of those questions for us? Okay, so uh, Thomas was turned into a vampire 500 years ago, or 540-some years ago is what he says, because he can't remember exactly. Um, but he's not your typical vampire. He doesn't need as much blood as a regular vampire. Uh, he can daywalk. Uh, a lot of the vampires in his nest uh, can erase memories. He can't do that. So... And also, he is drawn to the ocean. He always has to be beside the ocean, and he doesn't know why. So that's kind of his whole predicament. Hmm. Okay, so who is Venice exactly? Banished from a pond. What type of creation is she? Okay, so uh, Venice is a mermaid, and she... Um, where Thomas has been drawn to the ocean, Venice has been drawn to land. So her pod has kicked her out because they're very traditional. Mermaids should be in the ocean. So she's just kind of been wandering around, uh, kind of landlocked, not sure why she needs to be on land. Okay, so as we learn that Venice is a mermaid... <laughs> <laughs> How does that relate to Thomas? So what happens is in the story, uh, Venice and Thomas end up meeting each other in at the resort. They're both there separately. They just happen to run into each other. And they realize that they met each other 500 years ago when Thomas was turned. And uh, that's when... Things get a little interesting, and Thomas's and Venice's questions start to get answered. Okay, um, <clears throat> I want to back it up just a little bit. Um, when we talk about Crimson Moon Hideaway, and this is a place for what exactly? I mean, I'm, it's not just for regular human coming off the street. Can you elaborate a little bit about the resort? Yep, so the Crimson Moon Hideaway is actually only specifically for paranormal beings. So uh, humans don't know it's there. It's hidden behind a wall of magic. So it's a place where paranormals can go and just be themselves. They don't have to hide. They don't have to, you know, pretend that they're not magical, they get to be who they are. So it's kind of just a big old happy place for beings that are not human. I have to admit, I kind of like this. I'm reading the bio. I brought up just not just your books, but I brought up the series in general. Um, nestled between Damnation and Redemption Creek, with the majestic redwoods as a backdrop and the ocean a short drive away, the resort has everything a paranormal being would need to escape for a while. That is unique. Can you tell me who exactly thought of that up? Uh, 
Well, I don't know if you've heard of the Black Hollow series. Uh, uh, Grace Miller writes in it. There's uh, Jennifer Wedmore, Cassie O'Connor. There's a few of them. Uh, they started that shared world. And then uh, the Crimson Moon Hideaway world is kind of like a spinoff of that one. Oh, that's kind of a unique. So how many, again, how many authors are in this series again? I'm not sure if you told me that. Uh, I believe there's 12 of us right now. I, I think. I might be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, okay, so I was going to ask about a resort and how a vampire found himself. At a resort, but you kind of answered that when you were saying that Thomas, in his, um, I think you called it a hive or his, um, is it hive or what did you call their their nest? Yeah, it was. It's his nest. It's a vampire nest. Okay, so I take it that Thomas isn't the oldest in his nest. No, he is the third oldest. Uh, he was found by two other older vampires, Mark and Michelle. And then they have uh, three also younger vampires that they've rescued. They're kind of just a ragtag bunch that made themselves a family. Okay. So if you could generalize can you tell us more about his clan i mean um kind of like the hierarchy of it um really i don't think they really have one they're just a family mark and michelle are the oldest they um kind of just took everybody in i guess they'd be kind of like the parents and then the other four kind of see themselves a little bit as like the kids but there's not really any like big major structure to it. Okay, so in your three books, um, do any of them correlate together? I mean, do they mention each other, the three in the series, um, out of the 15 of the books that are created? Yeah, so uh, you actually get to meet Venice in Winning Paradise, which is the first book that I wrote in it. And you get to meet Thomas in Feathers of Fire, which is the second book that I wrote in there. And then uh, when I was writing them into their stories, uh, the first and second book, um, both the characters just kind of stuck out to me. And then the idea for Ocean's Blood popped into my head. And that's how they ended up together. So now, working with several authors, are can you work off of their work into yours? Can you mention their characters in your series and they yours? Yeah, so uh, we have some rules, like uh, the with the, a layout of the resort and everything, and we have characters that are kind of always at the resort. They work there. And uh, so we're allowed to interact with those. And if we want, if we are fall in love with another character from someone else's book and we'd like to bring them into the story, then we just get permission from that author. And uh, we get, we can't, you know, completely um, 
affect how their life turns out because obviously it's not your character but no they can definitely be in story if you get permission from the other authors okay so that that makes a whole lot more questions for me okay so is it only going to be 15 books month on the first thursday of the month we have new releases so uh some months it's two like um in august when i released mine uh robbie cox released his as well uh i think the month before that there was four so it really just depends when everyone gets their stories finished and then um but yeah no uh i have three more books planned out into the next year and i know the lineup's pretty good for next year already. So I guess so long as we keep coming up with stories, they're going to keep letting us publish them. <laughs> well, actually, that's pretty cool. Um, now I'm like, because I don't know about you, but when I start to read a series, I really like to overlay characters. I like to hear about what's going on next with that character. Or what's that? Do you think that, is there anybody in the series or even yourself that have plans to overlap your characters with someone else's? Do you know what? I am not sure. I think that we are planning a couple of like big, um, I don't know, uh, events at the resort where I think some of the authors are going to be doing something like that. So, but I'm not sure when they're planned for or what they are yet. Well, that's actually really cool. <laughs> I just might have to go a little deeper into this series. So um, tell me about the characters that all the authors are allowed to use in their books, the ones that are staying at the resort? Well, uh, there is a lot, but I think <laughs> a lot. <laughs> we have a whole list of like who works where and on what part of the resort. Um, I know like with me, uh, I bring up Gianna a lot. She is the owner and the manager of the resort she's a valkyrie um and she has a wolf named ruin um and uh her mate is actually merlin and so he helps out at the resort so those two pop up in my books quite a bit uh one of the security officers um marshall he is a wolf or a bear shifter um so he's in uh two or three of my uh two no he's in all three of them i like him so i put him in there so yeah so it's just uh wherever your characters go then you know you look it up who's working where can we fit them in and that's how we do that i have to say that is really intriguing i really like the whole idea so basically, they give you a whole list of common characters, and you can pick and choose whether to incorporate them. And then if you choose that there's a character from another book, you have to get that author's permission to include them or to create a romance. I find that totally freaking intriguing. Now, if I got that wrong, let me know. Nope, that is pretty much exactly how it works, and it is, it is, it is so much fun. <laughs> I can only imagine. I... I I have to admit, I find it interesting. I, I had a friend of mine who wrote something, 
and she gave me permission to go in and tweak a little bit. And I find that so, it's, it was the first time I've ever done that to someone else's work. And I found it very much fun. It was like, you know what I mean? I mean, also a little scary, but when you intermix characters and you get to play in someone else's storyline, that can be just so enticing. Now, as we're, we're a little bit over on the minutes, but um, I want to ask you a final question. In your view, as a reader, not an author, okay? Keep in mind, this is just as a reader. Why would this book, and oops, oh, there's my timer, and even more so the series, be something we should have on our next read list? Okay, so for the series, I think just because there are so many different authors, and so there's different styles, there's different characters. I think it just, it never gets boring. Uh, you get to just go along and find so many new authors that you might enjoy. And uh, as for this book, um, I think just, uh, I really love these two characters. Um, they have, they go through a pretty intense adventure for having stayed, they're staying on a resort, but life gets really weird for them. <laughs> so uh, I think it's pretty interesting. And yeah, I think people will enjoy it. Well, thank you so much for being on with us today. I greatly appreciate it. And I really love this type of talk, especially one that has interacted with so many different authors. So this is a whole different spectrum. Again, for anyone who's interested, the series is called Crimson Moon Hideaway. And Mi Ray's book is called Ocean's Blood. This is her third out of the series. Thank you so much everyone for coming in tonight. Um, stay tuned to next Thursday when we will have our next podcast. Thanks again everyone. Have a great one. Bye bye for now.